Hey, what's up? It's me, Chris Powell. And before we start the podcast, I got a question for you. Do you want to start a healthy habit? Do you want to feel great for the rest of the day? And do you want to do all of that in less than three minutes? I'm on a mission to move 1 million people every single day with my nonprofit and app called Move 1 Million. It's fast, easy, fun, and you'll feel great for the rest of the day. Oh, and the best part? It's 100% free. You can find us at m1m.org or search M1M on the Google Play Store or on the App Store. And he looks right at me and he says, Matthew, you are a transitional character in your lineage. And that is why I do what I do. Hi there, my name is Matthew Blades, podcast host and motivational speaker. And I love keynoting and putting on workshops to help people understand the value of self-care because there are people in this room that feel broken, but you're not. There is nothing wrong with you. Just like there was nothing wrong with me. I just needed to step into my life's purpose more. And that's what I want to encourage you to do. Let's do this together. Head on over to learnfrompeoplewholivedit.com. I've been opening up a lot about my mental health journey over the last few years. And one thing that actually was an eye-opening experience for me was when I was diagnosed with an anxiety disorder. Mm. And for me, it was like, oh my gosh, this is what's been going on in my mind. This is why I've been ruminating. This is why one thought leads to another thought leads to another thought. And before I know it, I'm catastrophizing about everything falling apart in my life. I'm going to guess that you had a therapist help you work that out and you didn't achieve that goal on your own. 100%. In fact, it was the work that I did with a therapist that helped transform my thought process and put me on the path to recovery. Yeah, me too. I don't know how anybody could get out of it alone. In fact, I have a good friend that says we all need somebody to help us. You know, you can't heal without relationship. I think it's one of the reasons we're so excited that BetterHelp is one of our main sponsors of the Mm. I Needed That podcast. Uh, They're the largest therapy service. It's 100% online. And to get started, you just answer a couple of questions about your needs, your preferences in therapy, and then you can schedule sessions whenever it's convenient for you. And the cool thing about BetterHelp is, so you're not vibing with somebody right away, it's no big deal to just switch therapists. And you know what's really cool is that with BetterHelp, you get the same professionalism and quality that you'd expect from in-office therapy, but you get a therapist who's custom-picked for you. So we're talking about more scheduling flexibility and at a more affordable price. All right, so what do you do next? Please go to our show notes and or go to betterhelp.com slash I needed that. That's betterhelp.com slash I needed that. You'll also find this link in the show notes of today's episode. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the I Needed That podcast. I know Julia having mad anxiety now. She said on one of our Instagram lives that this uh, opening gives her a little bit of anxiety, so we're sorry about that. But we just love the beat drop so much. We do, we do. Julia, thank you so much. You know, I should probably put these headphones on right now. Yeah, man, we're going. We're live. This is the podcast. Oh, man. I'm not feeling any anxiety right now, but I wonder what it reminds her of. (laughs) It could be, um, I don't know what it could be. Yeah, it does something. Yeah. Is anybody else getting anxious over this uh, thing? Because we can figure out a different song if it's pissing everybody off. Oh, yeah. Maybe we could go for like some a classic like 80s rock ballad or something. Well, we tried that thing. in a couple of the episodes. <laughs> and so, um, y- you know, you've heard, I think they've gotten a taste of three different intro songs. Yeah. So if one of them resonates with you more, we're flexible. This, it, I mean, it is kind of intense in its own way, you know? Huh. 
Yeah. Well, listen, welcome to episode number 13 of our I Needed That podcast, Would You Rather, coming up. TV sitcoms that almost looked very different. Uh, that's something we're going to jump into today. We're also going to do a deep dive on how exercise battles depression and anxiety. Mm. Name That Tune is coming up. We are about to um, unveil a recipe for a piece of food that you fed me just a couple of weeks ago that has now become the new staple at my house. <laughs> yes. And everybody's going to want to know oh, about that recipe. And it's, it's so simple, but so delicious. Yes. I know. I know. Um, first up, before yeah. we get started, walked in your house today. You said, how you doing? Mm. What I said? You said, it's been a very emotional morning. I can't talk about it right now. Yeah, and we still and we still haven't talked about it. Still yet. haven't gotten into it, no. and um, I don't know what it is, but I um, I have been just bubbling up, kind of overcome with emotion. Uh, for those of you who don't know me, I had a radio career for a long time, and a year and a half ago, I guess uh, I'd made the decision to walk away from it, which shocked all of us. Actually, I mean, because then don't be modest. It was a really big radio career. And so Matthew was, he was the voice that, I mean, hundreds of thousands of people right here in Arizona, we got to listen to him every single morning. So it, it was a, it definitely sent some ripples around Arizona and, and around the nation. I mean, yeah, Howard Stern brought it up, right? So yeah. uh, there was all that going on and I walked away from a salary and a contract. And I honestly, what I did was um, I did it for me, but I ultimately I put my family in a certain position mm. too. And, you know, I think there's a tendency to, at least my tendency was because of the confidence that I have within myself and my abilities, I said, you know what, it's going to get back to where it was in no time. Right. And so it's been a full year and 10 days uh, since the transition and like I'm nowhere close to it, right? I'm nowhere close to it being back where it was. If anything, I feel like I'm spinning in a million different directions just trying to get something to land. And I know that resonates with people as they often try different things to make extra money and make, you know, things go in their life. And you you, you try a few things and you see what sticks. Yeah. So to speak. Yeah. Um and, and I don't know what it is, man, but I've been I've been I've been a little emotional that uh, and maybe it's some self doubt creeping into my myself. Maybe it is. Maybe my self-esteem is starting to take a little bit of a hit that it hasn't happened as quickly as I thought it would. And, and did it, I mean, has it, has this been a growing thing or is it, did it just kind of hit you today? Uh, it's been bubbling up for a little while. Okay. Yeah. It's been bubbling up for a little <clears throat> while. And, and, and just this morning I was kind of, I was sitting in the truck outside in your, your, uh, Driveway. Driveway. Yeah. Is that what they're called? <laughs> um, and I like almost got brought to tears about like, God, why hasn't this gone yet? Why isn't what I, what I love to do taken off yet? Yeah. Um, because one of the things that I decided to do in my transition was to become this motivational speaker and to, to go places and talk to people and pump them up about being that transitional character in their lineage and leaning into self-care yes. and having tough conversations with people that you know you need to have tough conversations with and how to do that. And I just love presenting so much that I miss it kind yeah. of. And that's a little bit of my fuel, and I just haven't gotten enough of it. I've had the opportunity to do some speaking engagements. I haven't done none, but I haven't done nearly as many as I want to. Does that make any sense? Because I feel like I'm rambling. I know. I I have a couple of questions for you, if you don't mind. And I know know it's not my job or anyone's job to fix anything, because as they say, like, I mean, you are here for a reason. I, I do believe this. 
Um, I believe there's a lot of lessons to be learned in this interim as since you've made the jump. Got a dry mouth after having that conversation. Go ahead. <laughs> it's all good. How long did it take you to get into radio? Is it, It's not just something you walked down to the station and they, they threw some headphones on you and, and gave you a microphone. How long, did, how long did you build up into that? Well, you know, I went to... I had an internship for nine months, mm-hmm. and then I went to school for a year and a half total. Okay. And then I got my first job. So... A couple years. Two plus years. Okay. And so you've made this transition how long ago? Yeah, a year ago. Yeah. And you're, you're completely changing your course. And so, why, first of all, it's, it's a rapid... I mean, it's, it's a massive departure from what you were doing, and and at the same time, you can't beat yourself up because you are doing speaking engagements. Sure. You, and, and every single time, in fact, since you and I have even been talking about doing this podcast early last year, you were doing speaking engagements. Right. And I can't tell you how many times you walked in the door, you're like, dude, I learned so much. Like I, I presented to... Wilming construction. Yeah, or a prison. Or oh, I, yeah. I, you know, and I, you're, and you're, you're presenting all over the place and you're... you're, you're sharpening your your claws you're cutting your teeth that's kind of what it takes because you can't just step out of one and step into the other unless you've been building up to it and i didn't do I was, that i was gonna say that, yeah. that was my next question had you been working on this new career that whole time in the, in the interim because typically when most people make a jump they've got their full-time job then they got their side hustle most people are a little smarter about it than <laughs> so, i was quite frankly and what they do is they build their side hustle to a point so that they can leave their full-time job got it you left your full-time job, then started a side hustle, <laughs> expecting it <laughs> to build. So you, you, might, you might have pulled the trigger a little early, but you know what? We're here now, and, and I tell you what, though. You as a public speaker, I know this because I've, I've watched your clips, and it's, you have grown exponentially over the last year Thanks, as man. a speaker. And, I, I, and even watching those clips, though, your comfort level is significantly higher now. You come in with an objective. You open it well. You engage the audience. In this, and you, by the way, the audience reaction is so much better now. So it's like, you just should have started to side hustle a little bit earlier, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, but, that, there was a moment, and a lot of people, you know, uh, I know what I'm talking about. The great resignation is real during COVID. And a lot of us just said, this does not fit into my life anymore. And so, yeah. you know, yeah. okay. Yeah, but at the same time, and I'm not, I'm not going to tell you, don't beat yourself up. If you're, if you're feeling those emotions, give yourself permission to feel them. Yeah. Be a little bit disappointed about it. But, don't allow those emotions. And okay, I am going to step in and give you a little. <laughs> a little I love it, man. Here. Please don't allow those emotions to then carry on. Like, give yourself a moment, but let it be a moment. Don't let it be a day because those emotions certainly aren't helping you get any better. You can feel for it. <clears throat> and I feel you, brother. Yeah. I mean, you know what I'm I've, talking about. I've had a fair, I've had more no's this year mm-hmm. than, and, and I've shared them with you. Yeah, for sure. Um, but at the same time, there's also a time to, to plant and there's a time to harvest. And, and I actually learned this as I've learned about business. There's, they, everyone goes through the phases where you plant and then you harvest. You've been planting for the last year. We started, guys, I, I know we're only, you know, I'm at 13 episodes in right now, but we started this last summer. Right. We've been planting and look where we are now. But, yeah. So, but, and uh, again, it's okay to have those emotions. Just feel them. Embrace them. It's okay to be... He gives me the same advice I give other people, so yeah. that's why it works. 
sometimes it's easier said than done though. I'll, I'll, I'll be <laughs> the first to tell you that. So that's why I'm saying. Take your moment, man. You can well, thank it. you. Thank yeah. you. Um, we got, we got uh, so many things I want to get to on this episode in the next 30 minutes. Um, where do you want to start? Where do you want to go? I know you want to do a deep dive on exercise and how that battles depression and anxiety. I saw something on Reddit that floored me the other day. Red, there was this big Reddit thread, and it said that one in 10 Americans have no close friends. You know what? I believe that to be true, though, because if you look up um, statistics, and I believe, I'm not sure exactly which, or, which organization we can get these from, maybe it was even the CDC, and I was looking this up as far as loneliness being a, a pandemic. Loneliness is. So that makes sense to me. It does, right? The, so according to the article, they say that it's been on a steady rise since 1991, uh, and now it used to be almost a third of us didn't have uh, or had close friends. Now only 10% of us have wow. a close friend. Wow. Isn't that wild to think about? It is. It is. And why, why do you think that is? I'm just curious. I used to say it had a lot to do with you just, you get married and then you have kids and your life takes on a new trajectory and you're in your career. And so your capacity just kind of mm-hmm. shrinks. Mm-hmm. I, I've I've gone through that shift. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I think that's what it is, and it just becomes harder to like. I, I always I think when I hear a stat like this, like I just think of my childhood best friend, and mm-hmm. you think about your childhood best friend, and you think, is our relationship like now what it was twenty five years ago? And the answer is yeah. unequivocally no, no, absolutely not. Like neither one of us have the time and the capacity mm-hmm. to. To, to, to be what it was. How much do you think technology has played into this for all of us? A ton, because mm-hmm. I think it takes us, so, like we, we get mind sucked on the thumb scroll when we, mm. like, let's be honest, I spent 15 minutes on the gram going through a bunch of crap and I probably could pick up the phone and call my, my boy, right? And just take that time to connect with him. For sure. But then you say, well, I can't, I, I don't have time to actually pick up the phone and have a conversation. I'll shoot him a text. Mm. <laughs> Man, we've we've just disconnected from from our connection with yeah. humans. So yeah. the reason that I wanted to bring this up today was because, you know me, I like to find a positive spin on this thing. If you're somebody who is like, you used to have that close friend and you haven't talked in a long while, I want you to call them today. Not like text that. them, not email them. I want you to pick up the phone and they're going to see your name show up on their iPhone or their droid and they're going to be like, holy Bizzles. I haven't talked to them in forever. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. Yeah. And let that go. And I'm going to take my own advice and I plan to call my boy after we're done recording this podcast today. That's awesome. I, what about you? I actually put on my list. I have a list. There's three great friends, great college friends. And I put it on my list of things to do that I need to call and reconnect with them because it's been months and I've been in, I've been in the rat race yeah. and I literally just thought about this a couple nights ago. By the way, we did not even talk about this segment before the show. And so it's funny that you, that you bring that up. I literally just wrote down their names because I, I, I really miss the connection with them. Interesting. So, yes. Yeah. There's a little bit of that missing piece. Mm-hmm. But guys, loneliness, it's real. And by the way, the, the statistics that I saw, I believe again, they might've been from the CDC. I don't know if I could. But um, it was from a reputable source. And sorry, you can hear my dogs barking. Yeah, they're getting excited out there. Um, It was something to the tune of around 50% of us are experiencing loneliness. And one of the largest populations is 
moms. I'm so sorry. <laughs> we got some outside. Stella and Max are not lonely. They're they're barking at friends next door. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> but um, yes, mothers of young children are the ones who are most lonely. Yeah, that makes perfect sense to yes. me. They just they're given so much of themselves that they forget about themselves. And, and yeah, and they lose a lot of the connection with other people. And so, mm. um, if you're in that boat, you're not alone. Not alone. No, but. but it's your job to put it back together. So make the phone call today. Get, get a little connection going in your life and see what you can't do. Absolutely. All right, what, let's have a little fun. What else we got going on? Yeah, yeah, we got fun. We got fun. We got one of the greatest recipes ever that I want to explore in just a couple of moments. Uh, would you rather, let's jump down the would you rather train first and then we'll get to name that too. <laughs> okay. And again, he came up with this one. So I, I have no idea what he's going to throw at us now. Would you rather? Okay. You ready? Yep. Let's go. Would you rather be trapped for an hour in a room full of mosquitoes or rats? Oh, I'll, I'll take rats over mosquitoes. <laughs> I think I you? will too. Yes. yes. In a heartbeat. I, but what if they like bite your feet? Uh, what are you thinking? Are you going to just stomp them? Dude, you, I would do literally it would just be like. Like like uh, jumping rope, right? Or I I'd, I'd be doing high knees the whole time. Are you kidding me? Do you know how many calories we would burn? That would be an, an amazing. It would be an incredible workout because I, they they would nibble. I'm sure they yeah. would try to nibble. But I'd rather a, a rat. I think I I don't know. But they could probably bite pretty hard. Well, that's what I'm wondering. If they bite you, do you get rabies? Like, there's all these things to consider. I think they nibble before they bite. So if you okay. keep moving, same thing with mosquitoes though. Because if you keep moving, they can't land on you. That's yeah. that's the secret. It's with mosquitoes. You you have to keep moving because then they can't land. And 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 you can you know this that I'm that I'm telling the truth here. It's like if a mosquito lands on it, you're going to try to kill it. Yeah. If a rat bites your foot, are you going to stomp on it? No, I'm, I'm not going to stomp. on it. I'm just going to keep my feet moving. Yeah. Though. Okay. What do, you, what do you do? Yeah. Mm. All right. So yeah. we both we're both choosing rats. Yeah. Well, I'll take the rats for now. <laughs> All right, right. Next question. Okay. Man, these are difficult today. Oh boy. Okay. Would you rather swim 100 yards? Through sewage or dead bodies? Oh, 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 good Lord. This is terrible. <laughs> um, Man, I really need to think about that. <laughs> this is really difficult. I, I, can't, I can't handle I, the smell of sewage. I can't either. And I mean, and especially when you think about what it is, can I just forfeit altogether? <laughs> I'm, I'm out. I'm out. Neither one of us are swimming into anything. <laughs> yeah, I'm out. All right, last one. Would you rather be able to only wear one color for the rest of your life or have to wear six colors every day? And I think this is going to say a lot about people's personalities. Yeah. Um, I think I would go with one color. I would too. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm curious as to what, what y'all are thinking out there. Because um, big, bright personalities, they're going to choose being colorful. For sure. For what's, sure. Now the question is, what's, what's going to be your color? Right. You you first. I'm probably, actually, what you and I both, I mean, it's so funny. Look at us, dude. We literally are matchy-matchy. I know. It's gray or navy. <laughs> yes. Yes. I would probably rock a navy. Um, I really like this kind of, it's like a bluish Purple. Yeah, that is a little bit more of, of um uh what would what would I call that color? It's more of um it's not indigo. Indigo is no, more No, it's purple. not indigo and it's not uh, what's the other color that we used to call cars that look like that? Um oh jeez. It's like a like a dark lavender is what it yeah, is. Yeah, it is like a like a lavender like a lilac. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah. I I would do that. I might even do just to I don't know. 
that fits one color for the rest of my life. I, I looked pro- this up on my I, phone. Keep okay, talking. I'm going to go with navy blue. I was going to say like a light blue, but I think I'll go navy blue. That's good. Okay. I think on. we're the same. Different. I, I certainly know one, one of my children would go six colors a day. She would. Yeah. And you know exactly what you just said. She would. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> now, I'm trying to think of what that it, there's like, and, and people are screaming at their, their uh, phones right now. It's, I know <laughs> it's some, it's some color of purple and blue. Right. Periwinkle. Oh yeah. Yeah. That, that, I guess it is periwinkle. Well, I think periwinkle might have a little bit more blue in it. Yes. Whereas know. that's it's, a little bit more lavender. It's a good color. I like it, though. Oh, it's a beautiful yeah. color. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate color. that. All right. Name All right. that tune. We're here. We're uh, oh, hot. Yes. Why don't you go ahead and unpair my phone from our, our stuff, and uh, you go ahead and pair yours up to it. All right. Get ready, my friends. We are taking this back to the 90s. 90s, uh, early 2000s, I think. Okay. Remember, you start the song. I only get one second of it, and then you have yep. to stop it. Yep. Here we go. Ready? All right. Is your volume turned up? Okay. Stop. Oh, yeah. I don't need anything more. <laughs> All I needed was that first little guitar, uh, the chord, and I was absolutely in. We are talking about Weezer. Yes, we are. Yes, we and are. And we are talking about a song, <laughs> Say It Ain't So. Whoa, whoa. So good. Right? So good. Yes. All right, your turn. So it was funny. Actually, I played this game with my kids this morning, and I played that song for them. And uh, and Ruby thinks the name of the band is Zezer. Oh, and Zezer. so yeah, but but she actually she guessed it right because her big brother Maddox he's just he's all into guitar so he's been playing some of that stuff. So she's a big fan of the of the band Zezer. <laughs> I like some Zezer too. Yes. All right, your turn. Okay, let's go. Rob Zombie. Oh, I got to come out of that. <laughs> yeah, and it's not Rob Zombie. It is. Uh. Wait, that is Rob Zombie singing it. But, of course it's not it, the name of the band. Um, no. Oh, oh. Wow. Uh, I'm going to get You're going to get me on this one. Oh, my gosh. Okay, it's... Uh, it's Zombie. It is, yes. Um, White Zombie. Yes. White Zombie. And the name of the song... I can't believe I'm pulling... Okay, let me tell you something straight up. Um, back in, you know, I started like going into like the gym gyms. I had my own home gym and everything, but like we're talking like powerhouse gym, world gym, gold yeah, gym. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every gym I went into from age 18 to about 38. The moment I walked in that gym, that song was playing. <laughs> and you know it's so. So what's it called? And that's why I'm so embarrassed right now. Because <laughs> I. I <laughs> Okay, well, I, I get it. You got me. You More got me. human than oh, human. That's it. Yes. You got me. You got me. That was amazing. Yes. I'm so uh, embarrassed right now. Don't be. I'm sure every, every front desk person from every gym I've ever walked into is probably shaking their head right now. You bet. <laughs> just saying. in complete shame on you. I have just lost my gym card. Shame I lost him. my membership. That's right. He's five. got his own gym in the garage. He doesn't need your gym anymore. <laughs> True. Yeah, right. Oh, that's good stuff. Hey, you want to talk food? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Because we're going to get to the deep dive about exercise and how that battles depression. And I want to do, if we have time, we'll do this thing about the sitcoms because it's super fast. But yeah, a couple of oh. weeks ago, <laughs> Sorry, you invited me, me over for there. dinner. No, I love it. Uh, uh, you invited me over for dinner and you created something that I'd never eaten before mm. and will now eat every day for the rest of, not every day, twice a week for the rest of my life. Yes. I've See, here's the thing. Over my years, I have found some amazing, delicious recipes that completely substitute some much more calorie dense foods 
So they're like the less dense versions, so much lighter in calories, but all the flavor, all the texture, the crunch, the saltiness, the savoriness, like all of it, right? We're talking about, you want to say it? Cornflake chicken. Cornflake chicken. My friends. If you if you are a fan of forget fried- KFC, I'm talking CFC. <laughs> yes. I was gonna, I was going to say if you're a fan of fried chicken, guys, this is a go to. It is right. absolutely delicious. Here's so- how you make it. We're going to put the recipe up uh, chrispile.com, Click podcast. You'll see it. We'll throw this up on Instagram too. Oh, yeah. Go. You're going to love it. Your kids are going to love it. It's it's a hit any night. And in fact, even even after you've cooked it. Throw it in the fridge, pull it back out, throw it in the microwave. It's still delicious. Oh, I didn't microwave it the next day. I actually put it in the oven the next day in even some better. aluminum foil. It, okay. E- even better. In fact, without the aluminum foil, the, the cornflakes will stay crispier also. If you microwave it, you know, some, it gets, gets a little, little soggy. soggy. Yeah. yeah. Jinx. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Um, okay, so here's, so here's how do we make go. it? The secret, mm-hmm. not chicken breasts. You use chicken thighs. They have so much more flavor to them. And also, if you're, if you're interested in the macros, a chicken breast typically has one, one and a half grams of fat for like 25 grams or so of, um, of protein for four ounces. A chicken thigh, it's a little bit higher in fat, about three and a half to four grams of fat. And we're talking boneless, skinless chicken thighs for about 20 to 22 grams of protein. So yeah, there's a little bit of a trade-off, but the flavor makes it can't worth beat it. it. You can't beat it. So you're going to get a big pack of boneless, skinless chicken thighs. Then you're going to get some cornflakes. Pour about, I mean, depending on how many you're making. If you're going to be doing like, say, two pounds of boneless, chicken, uh, boneless, skinless chicken thighs, do about two cups of cornflakes, crush them. So a lot of times I'll just take a cup um, without a handle and I'll just put, put the cornflakes in a bowl, crush them. Oh, I went old school. I put all my cornflakes in a Ziploc bag, and then I just oh, kind of crunched them that way. That's a great way to do oh, it also. Okay. That's, I, I initially started doing it, but then I got lazy because I... Because <laughs> <laughs> you did it 4,000 times? <laughs> exactly. So I literally put it in the same bowl that I'm going to dip, dip the chicken in. So set two bowls. One of them, cornflakes, crush them. Next bowl, take two scrambled eggs, or two eggs, you know, crack them in there, scramble them up. Then you got your boneless, skinless thighs. You take your thighs, you put them in the egg bath... Then you simply just dab them in the cornflakes so that they get coated in the cornflakes and then put them in the air fryer. Okay. So if you don't have an air fryer, it's probably one of the best tools you could possibly get. You could do everything from steak to chicken to eggs. We've got to, that little ninja. Oh man. Yeah, exactly. You could, you what about the pizza. seasoning? I use, it's a classic. It's Lowry's. Mm. Lowry's seasoning salt. You can buy it at any grocery store across America. It's incredibly inexpensive. And it is probably one of the most delicious overall seasonings. I have zero relationship with Lowry's, but I've been cooking with it for 20 years because every single time I cook with it, everyone goes, oh my gosh, what is that? So what about people that have sodium issues or salt issues? They actually have a reduced sodium version of Lowry's. It's a 25% less. And so it's definitely something to keep it on if you do suffer from hypertension. And so obviously you don't want to load up on a ton of salt. But So here you go, chicken, egg bath, coat it in the... In corn the cornflakes, put it in the air fryer. As it's in the air fryer, you know, obviously you're going to do that. You want to cover the bottom of the air fryer, and then you you sprinkle the Lowry seasoning salt over it. Just give it give it a healthy sprinkle, and then you're going to go ahead and you're going to cook it at 400 degrees for or eight, just hit your air fryer setting. Yeah, air fryer setting. And typically, <laughs> if you're wondering, it's about 400 degrees for about eight minutes each side. That's it. And then after eight minutes, you pull it out, you flip them over Lowry's again. You just sprinkle the seasoning salt back in for four, 400 degrees for eight minutes. That's it. That's it. That's it. And I'm telling you, with white jasmine rice, 
uh, get out of here. Yeah. It's, so take that, run with that. <laughs> it's so clean. Take that and run with that recipe. Oh yeah, with you know jasmine rice, maybe with some broccoli, like some steamed broccoli and cauliflower. You just whatever you want to enjoy it with, but just and do it completely guilt free because I mean you've you've cut so many calories from not frying it in oil, but then the crunch is there, and then but then of course you know the tenderness of the chicken and the saltiness. Man, it's it's a win. Well, let's uh, move on. We're going to get to our deep dive here for the last few minutes in just a moment. But I found this so fascinating. TV sitcoms that almost looked really different. You ready for this? This is unbelievably fascinating. Where do you want to start? Glee, Friends, or Stranger Things? Ooh, let's go. Let's go Friends because I've never seen an episode of Stranger Things. And so let's So it won't make much sense to you. (laughs) According to this article I read, Friends almost moved the show to Minnesota. A scrapped season five storyline involved Chandler transferring there for work and the gang all moving with him. How cool would that have been for you? Being I'm a Minnesota, Minnesota guy. It would have been yeah. kind of neat. That's crazy. No way. And Interesting. They, they kept it in New York. It seems to work out for him. Yeah, right? <laughs> Glee creator Ryan Murphy recently revealed that Mr. Shu in the uh, television show was initially supposed to be a crystal meth addict. What? And the role was written specifically for Justin Timberlake. No. Wow. Isn't that funny? Did he ever make a cameo in Glee? That's a good question. I, don't, I was never a big Glee fan. I, I haven't, I've only seen a you couple episodes. Yeah. I didn't see that. Um, and then Stranger Things, you and I both admit we've never seen an episode, but I understand how big this show is. And so for those of you who watch Stranger Things, this will make sense to you. Steve was originally supposed to die early on but his character became an unexpected fan favorite, so they had to figure out how to write him back in and keep him going. Wow. <laughs> well, I don't know who Steve is, and so good, good on the fans for, for bringing him back. I'm sure he's awesome. I'm <laughs> yes. sure he's awesome. Well, um, listen, man, we got to get to a wrap here and respect everybody's time, but not before we get a deep dive from you. Yes, sir. And uh, today that deep dive is about how exercise battles depression and anxiety. Um, so what inspired this what are the lessons here in the last seven minutes of this podcast? Yeah. So for, for those of you back in January, if you saw the Good Morning America segment that I did on mental health, um, it resonated with a lot of people just sharing my journey through it. And of course, we talked about it here on the podcast in episode one and, and really kind of woven throughout the episodes because this is just a very real thing for myself, for you, and for all of us. So... Obviously, it goes without saying, my background is in exercise. So, I mean, it's, it's kind of expected for me to talk about the benefits of exercise, especially when it comes to anxiety, depression. And there is a, there is a saying in the industry, and it's actually supported by, by a handful of doctors out there who, who all tend to agree that, you know, they say that exercise is the most underprescribed anti-anxiety and antidepressant out there. Because mood follows movement. And 100%. And, um, and so, and if you want to talk about just the physiology of it, and I'm not going to bore you guys too much, but there really is a, a massive release of dopamine, serotonin, endorphins when we start moving our body and, um, and of dopamine, obviously that's, that's a neurotransmitter of motivation. It feels good. Serotonin is the feeling of having enough. And of course, endorphins more feel good, right? And so there's, there's some real magical stuff. And if you move together with other people, there's a release of oxytocin. And so, so the love hormone it makes us feel a bond with others. And 
it's just it's some really magical stuff. Um, but I, you know, again, we, we can talk about that. You can do a quick Google search of like just the the anti anxiety, antidepressants effects of movement, and you'll see a, a, a massive list. But well, and there's different points of entry. Yes. Right, and maybe that's what we spend the that's, next few minutes talking about. It's like, yes. okay, if I, if I'm not moving at all, if I'm moving a couple of days a week, or if I'm totally like a gym rat, yes. Uh, okay, so let's start at the very beginning, and I'm going to move you through this quickly. Okay, yes. so think about what you want to say. If I'm not moving really at all, pretty inactive. You know, the only movement I have is from my car to the store to pick up my kids to do the thing. What, what kind of exercise is going to battle depression and anxiety? Well, and that's what I want to touch and, on. And nobody's a psychologist here, but we've just, we're going on like life experience. Absolutely. And obviously, if you're suffering from anxiety or depression, talk to a licensed professional. 100%. That's what they're there for. But I want to speak to that because like, let's get real. If you're suffering from anxiety or depression, chances are, like if it's severe, you're probably not moving. Because having been there and having worked out for okay. 20 years of my life, amen, when I was there, I could not pull. I could not peel myself out of bed to go even think about working out. It was the last thing I wanted to do for weeks at a time. And I would. The only thing I could peel myself out of bed to do is walk. Can I ask you a question, man? Did yeah. you struggle with that as the guy who's one hundred percent? You must have felt like a fraud, fraud. or something like you, that. Right? You just said the word. I absolutely felt like a fraud. And then, of course, here I am shooting videos telling people about working out and how to do a pull-up and how to do a squat. I, there was the, I mean, I could embed, however, if you, even if you go back to that point of time, there was a, there was a time in my, in my social media feed that was dark. Mm-hmm. And, and I wasn't doing any of that because I just couldn't bring myself to do it. And so if anyone out there is going through it, you're not alone. It's what you're experiencing is just... It's the imbalance of the neurochemistry that's going on in your brain, but you can do something about that. Back to movement. Back to movement. And it was walking. It was literally my therapist saying, look, if you can't lift a weight, and if this is me crying to a therapist saying, I feel like such a fraud. She said, go take a walk around the block. Man. And it was, and I, we, we've talked about this previously, but, and I've, I've shared this, but it was when I was walking, just moving outside, that's when I could feel again. Because when I was inside, it only gets worse, and it gets darker, and it gets emptier, and you can't process your feelings at all. The moment I started walking, all of a sudden, I, not only was I, yes, I was feeling better, but more than anything, I could feel period. And as I started to feel a lot of pain started to come up, but I was feeling something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that was the walking was the gateway to start doing more. And you know what? Maybe if that was just what it was and it was, it just stuck with walking, it greatly improved the symptoms that I was experiencing from the anxiety and depression. It was the way out. And I would just go outside. Sometimes I'd walk around the block. Sometimes I would go on, a, I'd literally leave for two hours and just walk and cry in the desert. But it was really powerful. So that's, that's just what I want to talk to. I'm not going to tell you guys, oh, if you're feeling anxiety or depression, you need to do burpees and you need to go you know, do some hill sprints. No, I get it. I know you don't want to do anything. If you can just peel yourself out of your room and just go for a walk around the block and allow <sighs> yourself to process the feelings. Yeah. And then the chaos, sometimes in those moments when you're just feeling feelings, starts to sort itself out a little bit. Do you think it's different for folks who are already moving, like the gym is already a part of their routine? Uh, you know, is it different for them? Because if they're anxious and they're depressed and they're still going to the gym a couple of times a week, maybe they're 
maybe they're just kind of going through the motions. That might be fair to say. Absolutely. And they're not making, as you say in episode, I think it's number four, you talk about the, the mind-muscle connection and right. breathing and all of these things. And so that might be their point of entry, right? Is that while they're working out to start to, to make a better connection to their body? A hundred percent. Yeah. I, okay. I, you know, you bring up a really valid point. I, I think that, that would be a brilliant thing to do. First of all, if, if they're moving, that's damage control right there. I mean, because it, I could only I could only imagine how bad it would be if they weren't doing that. I could, uh, the one thing is that I can almost guarantee that is that their anxiety or their depression would be significantly worse. So good on them, because I'm sure it's not easy going to a gym when you have anxiety or when you're depressed. Right. So I mean, again, they're moving there. So I. They're only improving their quality of life. But yeah, perhaps something they could do is when they're in there focusing on certain breathing exercises to, to calm themselves down, to reduce the anxiety or whatever it is that they might be feeling. I think that's a, a brilliant concept. Yeah, to kind of drop into their body a little that's bit it. better. Yeah, okay. exactly. And, right. and even considering like where we're at, and, and, and I'm sure all the people we're talking to here, we don't even need to go too far into it as far as, as far as, you know, any advanced techniques or anything you could do as far as movement or exercise goes. Less is more, my friends, and especially if you're coming out of a really dark place. And so, again, you can do a quick Google search and you can see all the benefits. But then I'm just speaking to the reality of it. I know you don't want to do anything. But if you can do anything, just get up and walk. Yep. And preferably outside, or you know what? Maybe walking would be marching in place while you're watching TV. But that little bit of movement, and again, I know you might not be thinking, "Oh, that's not much." Well, it's a little bit more than you're going to do in the first place. And- I when I go out and speak, I know we were talking about this at the beginning of the podcast. But when I go out to speak to folks, and I one of the things I help people do is come up with your self care strategy. Right. And what we don't realize in self care is that our most basic functions are actually our responsibility. They're not the responsibility of other people. And so, like I was in the prison a few weeks ago, and I was telling these kids, like, "Hey, listen, when you're kind of angry, you might be thirsty. Mm. Uh, when you have food choices that you can make, make good ones for your body." Make sure that you're setting down your phone and your other stuff so that you can get an adequate amount of rest. And so to your point, this stuff is very low-hanging fruit. It's the bottom of the barrel, most basic stuff, and we're so bored with it. We're looking for something magically different, and it just isn't. No. and It's kind of simple. The most, And it's the most powerful step. It's the first step. Everything, oh, once you put a, and once you put a body in motion, it tends to remain in motion. So if you have the courage to take that very first step, again, don't take our word for it, but just if you're in that dark place, just try it. That's all we're going to ask. Just try it and see where, see where it takes you. I say it every week, man. I yeah. needed that. I needed that too, my friend. <laughs> Did that you? was amazing. <laughs> I, uh, I hope show. you guys needed that as well. Yeah, thank you so much. We are on Instagram at the uh, I Needed That Podcast handle. If you would like, check in with us because every Monday morning we're going to try to go live for a few minutes and you could take a little coffee break with us uh, around 10 o'clock Arizona time, which will yeah, be fun for people, right? It's fun for us. It's, fun. it's a blast for us. Yeah, and keep the feedback coming. Please share these episodes with friends and thank you for keeping us in, in the rankings. That's awfully rewarding for us to see that as we put in the effort to do this podcast absolutely yeah so let, let's keep this ride going guys and, and we just love connecting with you so please yeah write in and, and connect with us or go to chrispowell.com if you have any questions you can actually record a, uh, a question for us and we'll play it right here on the podcast and we'll, we, could, we could possibly answer your question right here on the cast let's do it all right you can visit me online learn from people who lived it.com as he said chrispowell.com you guys have a fabulous week stay moving 